Hey, welcome back to this very special bonus episode of the Infamous Podcast. I'm Brian, and hey, Daryl, um, get over what's here. What's up? You stepped on my line. Yeah, that was... Stepping uh, all over my line. Uh, I'm not sure how I like that. That was a little too suggestive. Get over here. Well, I mean, if you were, like, looking across the table at me, like, it might have been suggestive, but, like, you know, it's a virtual get over here. Yeah, still, I feel uncomfortable now. <laughs> Where's HR when we need them? Well, I am the the CEO and HR representative, the CFO, you know, of yeah. the Infos more importantly, Infus Podcast LLC. But yeah, yeah, more, more importantly, importantly, where was the quality control when they were making this movie? Um, so this is a Warner Brothers film, and I think as we've learned over the last several years. Warner Brothers does not employ quality control measures. That makes so much sense. How now. else can I, you explain them giving LaChina James the sequel to the greatest cartoon basketball movie of all time? <laughs> like, don't you think they should have given it to someone like likable, like Steph or you I was know, about to say Steph, yeah. Hitler. I mean, like anyone other than LaChina. So I, th I think Steph would have been the perfect absolutely kind of because yeah char so. character for well, or... plus like I I think the underrated thing about Steph and we'll get to Mortal Kombat here in a second um is like when he drives the lane and he does those crazy layups yeah you know he's like spinning and like throwing the ball between his legs and you know off the rafters into the hoop you know it's just crazy it's like that MJ Larry Bird game of uh horse from the old mcdonald's commercial <laughs> no rim yeah no rim uh all right so yeah there was there was this movie that just came out um in theaters and on um hbo max um i will say i watched this on hbo max twice um I'm really happy I didn't pay to go see this in the theater. You know, this is the third movie that they've had where I'm like, I want to go see this in theater. Watch it on Max. And I'm grateful that I did. Yeah. So I have been treating Max as like the litmus test for if I want to spend extra money to go see it in the theater. Because the way I look at it is they've got my 16 bucks this month. So whatever like cut mortal Kombat gets out of it regardless if i watch it or not they're getting it right so now to be fair i've now paid to watch it three times you're welcome but um <laughs> i did not need to pay to go see um this <laughs> you said that with such disdain uh okay so Right off the bat, there there's a bunch of good stuff in this movie. There really is. There's just way more bad stuff than than good. Um, yeah. So you you divided it up. Well, let, let's first. So the 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 movie the the summary that's out there is hunted by a fearsome warrior, Sub Zero MMA. They should put fighter in quotes. Cole Young finds sanctuary at the temple of Lord Raiden. Training with experienced fighters Liu Kang, Kung Lao, the rogue, and the rogue mercenary Kano. 
Cole prepares to stand with Earth's greatest champions to take on the enemies from Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. Um, yeah. Reading that is exciting. That that sounds like a movie I want to watch. Right. Um, it's freaking Mortal Kombat. It's so they they went out and literally found the like <laughs> the way to miscast nearly every role in this movie. Yeah. So this is the thing about. The whole Cole Young thing, you know, when I read stuff about it before, he's kind of the gateway character in the sense of he's a stand-in for the audience. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. And we're supposed to be able to see ourselves through his eyes. But the problem is, and you mentioned this, you know, a few days ago, is Louis Tan is not what you would call a great actor. Um, Louis Tan is not what I would call an actor. Um. <laughs> Louis Tan is okay. So, in just kind of comparison, Louis Tan is a stuntman. He does really, really good with the martial arts. Uh, he does a great job flying into helicopter blades um, as he parachutes <laughs> out of a plane. But when when you take in and you look at like Max Huang, who played Kung Lao, who is a stuntman, but was he like. Far superior in what little bit of screen time he had. Oh, by the so way, spoilers. I... Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, good, good <laughs> so um, Kung Lao, what was his name again? Max Wong? Max Wong. Or, yeah. He had more. Say it. Gravitas. Oh, I thought you were going to say sedition. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> then Tant. There was nothing. And again, this isn't just on Tan. It, it's on the script too, because, and and when you were talking about the miscasting, we're supposed to you know get have a mono, emotional connection with Cole Young and his family. Mm-hmm. I had zero connection with them. The uh, best part of the is when his wife tries to help him with an axe against Goro. Oh, I was gonna say the best part was when they were frozen to the inside of the couch. No, no I mean as far as oh yeah, that's true. As far <laughs> as an emotional standpoint, because uh, other than that. I Again, I mean, <laughs> I, mean yeah. I restate. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The so lore, that's yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. So so that is strike number one mm-hmm. is your main character who the audience is supposed to be able to vibe with is a failure. Yes. Like everything surrounding him is a failure. <laughs> so I was watching. Uh, the blind way so this is pretty funny so you know we'll talk about the arcanums or whatever there are special powers and one of the the guys yeah one of the guys that like when he gets his is like wow his arcanum is literally plot armor (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah it's yeah so all right let's do your you did the good the bad and the ugly right yes okay let's start with i let's start with the bad notes we end on the good notes Okay, so, so the ugly. So the ugly was Sonia, the the character. I mean, again, well, not, not the not actress. Physically. Like she's yes, the she's character attractive, but yeah, the character of Sonia was terrible. Like she didn't act well. They really didn't. And again, this the biggest ugly is the script for me is yes. because 
even with good actors, a lot of this stuff just doesn't work because it's a poorly written script. Yeah. And I don't know how much Scott McQuoid, I think that's how you say the director, the director. McQuoid, McQuoid, McQuaid. I don't know. Cole Young was the other ugly for me again. Well, so the director, this was his first feature. The only other thing he's directed, like according to his IMDb, is a short film. And I think it showed like I've seen comments where people are like this movie was too long. And some people this movie was too short. And my movie was or my my thought was this movie shouldn't have been made yet. Um, (laughs) Like this movie, this movie was too light on story. Um, And, you know, here's the thing. Like they spent all of their creative juices in the first seven minutes of the movie. Yes, and that which was they actually one of my goods. Yeah, on YouTube. Why? To me, is an ugly. Um. Yeah. Why? So, all right, I'm going to agree with you. Sonya Blade was the the second worst actor in this movie. Uh, yes. Which Sonya Blade was played by Jessica McNamee, uh, and you know she's been in a bunch of stuff. She's you know she's she's rel- relatively you know. I guess, you know, when I say she's been in a bunch of stuff, um, you know, she's got a bunch of movies. She was in a bunch of TV shows. She was in Chips um, with uh, Dax and uh, what's his name? Um, Lewis from not Lewis. Uh, anyway, uh, she was in White Collar. I never Collar. saw that. Uh, she was in White Collar. She's been, you know, she's been in a few things. Um you know, she was a, a main. She was one of the main characters on a on a comedy called Sirens, which I think was on USA. Uh, anyway, she was a hundred percent out of her element in this role. She's Australian. She had a, a, a southern accent, even though she was from Gary, Indiana. That came and went throughout. It's almost like they should have just said she was Australian living in Gary, Indiana. And let her talk with her regular voice. Because, I mean, this is something I've complained to you about for years. Is the majority of these actors and actresses who they force to speak in, like, the American, like, dialect, accent, specifically Southern, they almost never get it right. Um, You know, Andrew Lincoln is a really, like, strange anomaly there with Rick from um, Walking Dead, right? Coral. Um, Coral. But I mean, he sounded like everyone I know from Kentucky, except for you. So, um, but you're not from Kentucky; you're from Ohio, so you get the pass. Um, but like, the the problem is, is like the these when they're when they're not like great actors and actresses, they have a hard time emoting through the mask of a different voice than what is their own. And this was one of the issues here. She she came across as like super petulant. Um, and like patronizing to everyone around her, uh, the, the relationship between her and Jax was forced. Like, I didn't believe it for a second. Not at all. So, and, and, you know, they changed, they changed her role up a bit in the, uh, in the game and in the original movie, she was a cop. Now she was a special forces soldier. And, you know, that's always kind of a weird thing too. Like the the lady special forces soldiers, where it's like, you know, um, yeah, I, I there's not a lot of that, and I, I don't even know if there is any of that in in the modern military, and 
you know, like making her a cop and, and having Kano be the person that she's chasing makes way more sense. Um, yeah. So, yeah. All right. So one of my uglies is the the dark mark that they had that is apparently uh, transferable upon expiration. Uh, I thought that was a really stupid thing because they know a tournament's coming. Why not gather all of these people the moment you find out about them? Yeah, you said that. And I thought that was, I didn't have this on my list anywhere, but that's again, a part of the whole issue with the script and some of the ideas that they took that should have been nixed after a first viewing of the first review of the script. Like that makes no sense. Why again, Okay, like, and I think you you told me this was it yesterday or the day before. If that's the case, then how about you know looking for this stuff, and then keep picking these kids up and training them throughout their mm-hmm. lives to prepare for the tournament? Yeah, I mean, how serious are they? Especially because they've lost nine in a row. Yeah, and if they lose end. that arbitrary tenth, you lose your realm. Yeah. Um, yeah that yeah that's bad yeah i i wasn't a fan of that and the other ugly and and again two of my favorite parts of the movie is are killing these characters of kano and kung lao yeah and and, oh and, and again this is part of the script as well it's called mortal Kombat. it's the tournament there was never any tournament here. Well, it was this all is, this is the pre-tournament. This is the tournament before the tournament. It's like the appetizer of tournaments. Like they say, uh, it's it's actually written in dialogue. And the only reason I know this is because I watched it twice, so no one else has to. Um, is uh, Shang Lao? No, right? Uh, Shang 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 Sung Shang Sung. Thank you. Says uh, battle outside of the tournament is not forbidden. Yeah. And it's a throwaway line. Yeah. And the problem I have with that in the sense of he, he was trying to do something similar. That's not, you know, in the first Mortal Kombat yeah. in the, the original. Well, he went around prob- and gathered everybody up to send them to the yeah. tournament. Like he cherry picked Earth's heroes. Yeah. So my problem with how they did this and this being like you, like you said, kind of like the pre tournament. Is that one of the main, you know, characters you see in the Mortal Kombat tournament is Sub Zero? Now, granted, I think we'll find they'll find a way to bring him back if they. You well, know, that dude signed off for four films, so yeah. You know. So, and and again, he could play another character, you know, as far as being resurrected. Uh, well, I, I, I think what it'll be is it'll be similar to um, Scorpion, the way he was. How he burned into hell, like, you know, and, and fought his way back. Um, something like that. But yeah. So did you have you have any more just bad of the bad? The lizard. The score uh the the actual reptile um was really bad. The CG was bad. The only good part of that is when Kano took his heart out and said, Kano wins. <laughs> I wasn't that didn't bother me too much. Um it was I know it was a reptile. Well, but... it's it's a character from the game who Yeah, inhabits I know a, that's and like they did it. So again, I, I, I went back and I watched the original movie in between the viewings. I I told you this. This is the first time I mentioned it since we started recording. Um 
and like reptile is one of the sub-zero scorpion you know he's the the green one instead of the blue or the, the palette swap yeah. yeah um and you know he just hopped into a statue and became you know that version and, and so you know that's a thing so now are there going to be others of these reptiles i don't know uh they could be you know it could be just this was one that the the bad guys used to try and try and kill everybody but um yeah i just i thought i thought it was like the cg was bad the the fight with it was bad um you know the the whole like oh it, it kind of felt like nick fury and that fucking cat from uh captain marvel uh. <sighs> i know i'm sorry but- i have i evoked the name of of the holy uh superhero movie no uh, so terrible such a terrible idea but did you have anything else before we get to the bat because uh, you mentioned one of the something else that i really want to get on no so as far as ugly i oh uh the fact that the, the, sorry last ugly they don't actually have the moral combat theme in the movie it's kind of like iron man <laughs> no because like like the black sabbath iron man song is not about Iron Man, you know. I know, but the, the yeah, it was the, it was just funny that uh, we saw, we heard it in the trailer, and then oh uh, oh, that's hear- right, like the ringtone thing. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, kind of like Iron Man, but like you know, th- like at no point during any of the fights did you get the dun 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 yeah. dun 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 Mortal Kombat, and they didn't even have to yell Mortal Kombat. I mean, they didn't even really yell it at the end in the credits. It was kind of like it went through it, and it was like Mortal Kombat, no 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 no, like. What's happening here? Um, yeah, no in credit scene, but that's not an ugly. That's just a statement of fact. Um, yeah, no, that's it. I'm good. So there's a few bad I have is Jax. Yeah, the character himself. Again, he wasn't he wasn't Sonya or Cole Young bad, and the idea that these monks have tech. <laughs> well, so they to... were able to go throughout all the realms. Again, another throwaway line of dialogue that they used, where it's a whole bunch of telling and no showing. Yeah, and that's one of those things where if they, again, you would have used a lot. All it would have taken was a line or two to say, okay, we we snag these from X, Y, or Z. Or or even just like a monk riding a lightning beam down with a couple arms. Yeah, something. So, yeah. Yeah, Greg, Uh, Greg Russo and Dave Callum have failed us with this screenplay. Uh, the same with Oren Uzel and Greg Russo for the story by. Um, yeah, and again, yeah, the the bad again. The bad is, you know, the story. But this is the most probably most disappointing part for me. The choreography. Yeah. Uh, well, hold on. Before you go beyond Jacks, like I like Makad Brooks. I think yeah. he's a genuinely good actor who can do a lot of things. Um, you know, he, he was first introduced to us in, in true blood as, as Ruthie's boyfriend. And, you know, he, he did the best he could as, as James, don't call him Jimmy, uh, Olsen on Supergirl and, you know, still was likable, even though like they essentially cut that character's balls off and stuck him in a blender. Um, but yeah, like the 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 arms thing and like, you know, uh, 
just his initial fight with with Sub Zero, I, I felt was lacking. Um, cause he was like, I serve six tours, bitch. And then proceeds yeah. to get his ass kicked. And it's like, you know, like if you're, if you're, if you're setting him up to be this badass, like let him be a badass for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it also like would show for later that like maybe Sub-Zero does have a weakness of some kind that even, uh, Hanzo Hayashi didn't, didn't see. That would have been a kind of one of those good moments of storytelling. Yeah. But yeah, I, it's, and again, it's not when I say bad. I don't think he was bad per se. Because uh, again, I, I I have no problems with Macad Brooks. Yeah, I like Macad Brooks, so uh, I was excited of, to see him in it, and he got jacked. Like no pun yes, intended. He, did. he was he's jacked. Like he can never yeah. go back to being James Olsen now. Um, <laughs> you know the the. Guardian. Uh, yeah exactly the mustache was a good like you know just a good like little like change of look for him um but yeah it's just i I felt like they 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 did him dirty and and again yeah most of this is not unlike with sonia and cole who one they didn't have good material because Mm -hmm. of the script but they were also poor actors the bad about jacks is primarily laid on the feet of the writers yes because it's just they just didn't give us enough for him i did like to your point like i mean he got his ass kicked he didn't get in anything mm-hmm. and uh all you know give him a give him a couple blows to to land you yeah. know and yeah. then have sub-zero shake it off and then do what he did mm-hmm. so that i mean and that was a cool like a cool-ish visual but like i i think the whole like dumping him like black widow style to the bottom of the basement there was it was like gratuitous Dude, i i will actually say that was one of i like that because the overall the whole scene and one it was more brutal than i thought yeah the, the one it. really cool thing i don't know if you noticed when he does drop him down into like the the fourth floor basement um the first time he hits he busts up more of his arm like, yeah, I, did I don't know, know if you yeah. noticed that. Like more of his arm breaks off, um, because you later you see like when it first happens, like part of the bone is sticking out where all yeah. like the muscle and stuff. Um, but I don't think freezing cauterizes wounds. Well, I, I guess if you get I'm it not absolute close to absolute yeah. zero, yeah, I don't know, but. But I mean, he was bleeding. Just, like as as he was freezing his arms, you saw the blood. So it couldn't have been absolute, absolute zero because the blood yeah, would have could, froze yeah. instantly. But I mean, yeah. I'm not a doctor, and I don't play one on this podcast. But like, it's it's <laughs> things like that that are are just weird. Um, yeah, I I think the other are are we good? Can can I go to a bad real quick? Yeah. Um, Raiden. Raiden was bad. I did not like Raiden. Um, I was excited when it was uh what's his oh crap what's the actor's name uh to da uh, ten to Don, to Anso um was cast um he was Hogan in Thor he was one of the uh the the warriors that's where three. I know him from no yeah. no no yeah you know him mostly from being uh Hopper's uh main Japanese rival in Battleship. He was he was um, Timmy Riggins. Uh, 
Timmy yeah, Regan's I remember uh, that too. nemesis yeah. there. That's that's like that's what I know him from, because um, <laughs> he's a he's the best part of that movie, um, especially when he kicks uh, Hopper in the face. Um, oh, that soccer get soccer yeah, match, right? <laughs> but uh, I mean, he's been in a ton of stuff. Like you know, he he was, but like I was I was just I I don't know. I mean. So there's people who say Christopher Lambert was like whitewashing of Raiden, but I disagree. Um, you know, but I I thought that Raiden just looked like a dude, right? Like there there was nothing there was, special about him. Yeah, he didn't exude the otherworldliness that he no that I think an elder god should like exude. I, I feel like he needed long hair. Like I, I think that's one of the things. Um, the the other thing is the uh, the lightning doorways were just kind of dumb. Uh, and how did he not like? Like I, I don't understand how the lightning doorways worked because when he took uh, Hanzo's little baby girl at the beginning and he walked through the lightning bolt, it's like I'm pretty sure that baby's getting like fried by the lightning. Oh, well, I don't know. It's just like there, there was so much like left unknown about him. Um, and he he just I don't know. He was he reminded me too much of Dumbledore um, from Harry Potter, who to me is one of the worst characters in all of fiction because he's uh, a MacGuffin and a mystery all at the same time who sends everybody else to do their dirty work with the vaguest of instructions because you don't want to actually put any effort into building that character. Can't really argue with that. I, and, and I know that sounds harsh. Um, like, you know, yeah, it, it's, it's that, it's that Gandalf. Uh, and we see, again, we see this throughout role, yeah. in, in fiction in other fiction too. I've read other fantasy novels and series where they, there's a character like that, where they give you the piecemeal information and it's like again i understand about growing making putting someone out of their comfort zone so that they can grow as a character but it, it there comes a point where it just becomes too much and it's like you you're you're doing more harm yes i might have succeeded but you're doing more harm in this situation by not telling me a little bit more and helping me prepare a little bit better right and yeah, it's I, I I I like the effects that Rayton had, but yeah. again, it's going going back to the lack. There was just a lack of otherworldliness, and even Lambert. I mean, I liked his interpretation of Rayton, yeah. but again, he he had a different. It, he didn't feel otherworldly. He felt more like that, you know, the the cool drunk uncle or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and, right. And there right, was, right. yeah, there was a bit of you know, emotional distance with this character, which is a good start. Mm -hmm. Raiden should be someone who you don't question his power. Right. You don't question his anything because in a way he would be like an Odin, mm -hmm. like with, and from Thor. I love how Anthony Hopkins, not exactly, but I love how Anthony Hopkins plays him in the sense of, you know, he is the top dog. There's no doubt about it. Right. It just goes by how he carries himself, right? And again, with with, and I know we're talking Anthony Hopkins, guy's great. I know, he but just like, won the Oscar. so I mean, even in inverse with the bad, you have Shin Han, who was um, 
Shang Tsung. Shang, Shang Tsung, thank you. Like he was the same way. He was just a dude. He, you know, yeah. he he was he was the leader of the bad guys. And like you look at this dude, like he was in he was one of the bad guys in Ghost in the Shell. Uh he was one of the uh world council members in Winter Soldier. Um, you know, he was in the Dark Knight, he was Lao, the the one yeah. gangster that Bruce Wayne has to uh, ignore extradition laws and, and steal him from from Shanghai. kidnap him. Yeah, um, but yeah. So like, you look at that. Like, like both of these people are good actors, and they just gave them so little meat to work with. Yeah, yeah. And again, we're it's funny we're going right back to the script again in this. This was a now, really will... poorly written movie. It was a really poorly yeah, written hundred percent. And I loved, the, and I always forget his full name, but uh, the the one that played Shang Tsung in the first one is Carrie. Oh, uh, Carrie. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, oops. Um, he was he was actually great in uh, Showdown a Little Tokyo with Brandon Lee and Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, <laughs> and I just loved how I really liked how he played the character. Yeah. It was he didn't feel like just a dude. Carrie, like even Hiro Yuka. Tag- Tagawa, yeah, he was. He's in. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's the. Yeah, I he's, mean, been that's, a, he's been a lot, lot of stuff. Yeah. He's he's. I mean, he's great. Like I, I love when he shows up because he yeah. is like the mustache twirling villain, um, that you are just excited to see. Um, in Mortal Kombat 11, they used his likeness to base the character. You know, like he he's kind of the d- d- definitive version of that character. Hundred percent, because he has. There's a regality to him. Yes. That that he plays with. That he looks down. Basically, looks down upon everyone. But yet again, kind of like when we were talking about part, part of that is his mannerism, right? Is yes. he's literally yes. looking down his nose at people. Yeah. Um, which, you know, that's that's just a baller move to show that like, how little you care about someone. Um, and you know, Raiden. Raiden had that with christopher lambert yeah he did. Um, i will say he did have that now yes. like james remar is best forgotten as raiden um please don't ever mention anything involving annihilation please anyway don't. but like if you look at i forget who played him in legacy um like that tv show or whatever the the video series from from machinima machinima like uh you know r.i.p machinima you got too greedy and then you know you did yourself in um but yeah, so like th- these are supposed to be the two pillars of the factions, and and to me they like this is the bad part of it, right? They just felt like dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like I don't have any other way. Like I wish I had other another word to say. They felt like dudes. Um, you know, uh, I put Cole. I didn't really put Cole in the ugly. I put Cole in the bad. Um, I think part of that is because. Louis Tan is a very good martial artist. I, I enjoyed watching his his stunt work. Um, Louis Tan just isn't a good actor. He's in that horrific Wu Assassin show that you like, which I'm happy that you like it. I'm 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 glad that you enjoy it. I think it's garbage. Um, but he just like if you're gonna if you're gonna have like that entry level character um i'm not saying you need like johnny cage is not that character right um right. I, it, it, it's luke hang luke hang is is like 
should be the focal point, and he was an afterthought. So to me, Liu Kang is the one who suffered most at the addition of Cole Young. Oh, 100%. And again, remember Robin Show? I think that's how you yes, pronounce Robin his name. Yes, Robin Show. That's how we got introduced in the first one. He has the dream about his brother, and that's how it starts. And mm-hmm. he's like, what's going on? And all, you know, and we go from there. Yep. They didn't need to change the formula. No, you know, I mean, if you want to add a new character, add it. But don't, oh, absolutely. Don't make that's it fine. The focal point. And, and yeah. the whole, like, you know, the whole he's related to Scorpion, spoilers. Um, who didn't see that coming? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just, they were, it was so on the nose. Um, and then I think the other bad is um, Melina was the other bad. Uh, Natara was the other bad and, yes. um, Jax's baby robot arms was the other bad. <laughs> so the one bad for me, it, and again, it wasn't good and it wasn't terrible. It was the best word to use is uneven is the choreography. Yeah. Is the fight choreography because there were instances where it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed the fight between Cole and Goro, the, the beat down, even though one of punch of Goro would have like caved in his face. Well, and if you but, notice, like, like talking about the, the, the unevenness, like the idea that Cole was like fully powered and through that uppercut and then Goro just threw it like, like, you know, it was like nothing. It was like a mosquito. Bite. Yeah. It's like, okay, Cole is getting ripped in half. Like that's what logically should have happened. Yeah. Uh, the 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 final fight with you know Cole Scorpion and Sub Zero was pretty good. I mean, there were some moments that were badass, and then other moments. Again, there were moments I saw well, yeah, where yeah. one of the actors he he had to hold a beat because uh-huh. the other the blow was coming a bit too late. <laughs> I mean, that was obvious. Like I was yeah. like, wow, that yeah, was reshoot like, that you know, scene, miss- <laughs> Yeah, that that was a definite missed time right there. Yeah. Well, what about the fact that he was in the middle of a fight and he kept turning around to punch Ice? Yeah, <laughs> like, come on, dude. It's like, all right, dude, you're you're gonna get to them faster by killing this freezy mofo than you are by ignoring him, him and turning your back on your your great 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 grandpa. Yeah. So yeah, again, that was like the choreography throughout was just again that there were moments of good and moments of bad, and as a Mortal Kombat movie. The choreography should be the thing that says, "Hey, our shit, our script might be shit, but we're gonna have a lot of fun with this fighting because it's gonna be damn good." Yeah, and, and that just wasn't the case. Nope, you're absolutely right. Um, all right, so the other bad, and like honestly, it's like an honorable mention bad, honorable mention <laughs> ugly in between, is Cole's family. Like his wife yeah. was a non character for the most part, except for the the cool axe swing into Goro, and then his daughter. Had two lines and they were the same thing. Go for the, the uppercut. Go the uppercut. Like, oh no. Yeah. Didn't she say, uh, it, it's a birthmark or oh, something? That, like oh, that. yeah. And don't tap. You know, that was it. Yeah. That uh, was yeah. like, again, like, does, does, does this guy really want to save these two? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like, he, he, he ran off with, uh, with Sony Blade like it was nothing. It's like, mm, I guess, you know, blondes do have more fun. Um, <laughs> But, but yeah, it's just, oh, it was bad. All right, let's, uh, let's close out with the good. Cause there is, there's a lot left that we haven't talked about. 
Yeah, and, um, and there is some absolute good in this movie. So I, I know we're ripping it I'm right now, start, but there's some good. Yeah, I'm going to start with Goro. I thought Goro yeah. looked amazing. And especially going and watching the original in between and the weird puppet arms that were on Goro and the oh, weird so like bad. wooden face that looked like... um. Remember in the the musical Buffy episode, the dude who was helping um, the the dancing demon, um, the, yeah. those guys. Oh, the the puppet guys. Yeah, that's what Goro's face looked like um, in Mortal Kombat '96. Um, you know, but Goro in this one looked great. He moved great. He fought like the way he fought and the way he fought with all four arms. Um, I really liked it when he like put the one arm back in the socket. That was cool. Uh, like the yeah. one that was like on his abdomen. Um, I kind of always wondered what would happen like when Peter Parker like would turn into like the man spider and have all the extra arms like what happened if he dislocated his shoulder now I know um <laughs> you know i that that was that was one of the the standout goods for me oh absolutely i I do wish we we would have had some dialogue with Goro. uh just to... you know I kind of like the whole like silent know. assassin thing. Um, but he was a prince too. I get it, but like, so you know. Um, but I, 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 I liked his, uh, I liked his fatality as he, uh, as he, as he shuffled off the uh, mortal coil. That was, yeah, that was pretty sick, dude. Some cop is rolling up on that that carcass, and they're like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> so. Another good for me, because a lot of the goods are some of the individual characters that yep. were in here for me, just like you said with Goro. And again, I I, I did a pre, I did like the Cole versus Goro fight for the most part, even though he turned into Sebastian Shaw at the end with his <laughs> Arcanum. But yeah. like I, I was a fan of Cabal. You know, again, that was one of my favorite characters when he came when he fir- got first introduced into the series. I can't remember if it was Mortal Kombat at two or three. I think it was three. But, yeah, I think so, so too. But yeah, I, I really love the look of this character. He looked really good. Liked the, yeah, I actually like the, the voice actor mm-hmm. who was who was the actor that was voicing him. Who was again, you can tell oh, him Damon who Harriman, was. who was Dewey Crow on freaking Justified, but he's also Charlie Manson in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Mindhunter. So you know, that, I mean, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So you know, like, uh, like when I saw he was a voice. I didn't. I guess it didn't register to me that he was Cabal. And then when he was doing when when Cabal's voice came out, it's like, um, uh, that is not. I I think somebody made a mistake on who the voice of Cabal is in the IMDb. Um, but no, I, the Cabal like every the, the whole presentation of Cabal was awesome. I thought they yeah. nailed his power set. Um, yes. you know, giving credit to uh, to Daniel Nelson who did all the action and stunts in the cabal suit. Uh yeah, it was it was it was one of those things. It was really good. Yeah, and another side like you're talking about his suit and everything. The costumes in general I liked. Uh you know, the Sub-Zero, the Scorpion, Gen- you know, well, other than Cole's plot armor, I was about all to say, of the costuming Cole, was really good. Yeah. So um you know, the special effects were decent. Um all right, a- another yes. another good for me was the Jax Ryoko Reiko fight. Reiko, yeah. Uh especially the fatality. Um because he was able to get his arcana, is that how you say it? 
Yeah, Arcano. Arcano. Yeah, uh, I can't. I think. Uh, he 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 was able to get his dark mark to work and give him his superpowers. And uh, again, it was like there was so much Harry Potter in this. Um, and and he he magically grew robot arms. Um, so, which was uh, <laughs> again um, the suspension you, you, of disbelief. You would have thought that when when he got his arms frozen and he came back. That that's what would have like ha- like it would have triggered that like as a defense mechanism for him, but whatever. Uh the 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 final state of his arms were cool. I liked it. Um, I feel like it's weird that this Warner Brothers production did it much better than the Justice or Snyder cut version of Justice League, uh, with Cyborg's arms. So, <laughs> uh. But, you know, it's also four years later. So, you know, CGI hasn't changed at all. I mean, <laughs> come on. Um, <laughs> but, no, I, I that fight was cool. Like, I liked when he broke the hammer. And, like, it was just – it was a fun – it was a fun just, like, bruiser beatdown fight. Uh, to, yeah. quote, to quote Big E talking about his dream match with Goldberg, uh, fuck work rate. It's big boy slapping beef. <laughs> <laughs> Again, uh, Kung Lao. We both mentioned Kung Lao. Kung Lao yeah. is my favorite part of the movie. One hundred percent. Like, uh, I thought Max nailed it. Uh, I thought he nailed the character. He was by far the best fighter of the Earth Realm oh. Uh, oh, yeah. fighters. Uh, the and you know, I know we haven't talked about Kano. We will. Don't worry. But the the interactions with him and Kano were great. Oh, those were great, um, especially at the dinner scene. Um, the use of the hubcap on his head or the frisbee, he, he got, he got frisbee palace. Um, but the way he used it, um, you know, when he, Jason Momoa, the parademon across it, uh, was, was great when he pulled the hat back and he, he whips it over and he says, flawless victory. And it was just, it was perfect. I mean, like, and then they. They, they kill him. It's like, what the frack are you doing? Like, why, why why would you kill any of the Earthrealm characters, including Kano, in the first movie? Yes. Like, you could have, like, like you know, Jacks got hurt. Like, there's stakes. We understand that. Um, and, yeah, like, like to, to kill Kano to give Sonya her dark mark was just short-sighted very much so like they're they're talking like you know they they the Bihan or as i keep calling him b-rad um jojo talisman <laughs> is uh or taslim is signed for four movies so they obviously have an idea of what they want to do and, and killing off like the the two best characters in the first movie yeah oh i like two best by far for me, I, I mean, I liked Liu Kang. I, I thought I thought Ludi Lin did a great job. Um, but again, like, he the script just he was like you said he earlier. Wasn't Liu he, Kang. Yeah, he did not get enough time to show who he actually was. Right, and, and, and again, his, he was the worst aim at ever with a fireball. <laughs> like I'm, I'm bad at Mario when I have the fireballs. Like I know I have to use them at times. Um, and I really just like to get the fireball because it's just one extra life before I like one extra hit before I come the small version of Mario. Um, when I just then go for broke and run it out. But like, 
he didn't hit anyone in a meaningful battle with a fireball. Yeah. And again, we're we're coming back to the script with this. But I like I like like I love the scene when he was training with Kano and he just kept doing the low kick and then he did yeah. it again. And then Kano goes, is that the only move you know? And and he fakes something and then did the low kick again. Because in the video game, that move was unstoppable. It was the most basic move yeah. you could do, and it was unstoppable. And, oh, by the way, I love that that he, Kano jumped just like they used to in, mm-hmm. the, in, the, in, the, in the game. It, it was great. Like, that, like, everything about that was great. And part of that was because of Liu Kang, um, not just Kano. Because, you know, Kano was the one half that was getting his at knocked on his ass, but you needed Lou in there to, you know, to do that. Um, you know, I, I liked when when like the the emotion he felt after Kung Lao died when he was like, We were we were supposed to die together. And it's like, oh mm-hmm. man, that's that's kinda that that's 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 sad, that's, that's sad and weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, I thought he yeah. did a good job, but again, I, his character should have been showcased more. Yes. To, and we would have gotten more of him. And I think he would have, well, I say, I think he would have been able to do a good job of, with the character. But again, it, it's based on, I think what little bit we saw, he overcame a lot of the shortcomings. I think he did too. I'll say he did too. And, and you yeah. know, being, being stuck in, in Cole Young's shadow there, um, was just, uh, it, it, I don't like, I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't understand. Like James Wan is usually like so much better than this. Um and I know he just produced it, so I, I don't I don't know how um you know how how much he was involved. But this is the dude who did the Saw movies, which are, you know, the first two are great, then it's just torture porn. But he did Fast and Furious Seven. Like yeah. he made grown men cry. <laughs> like seriously, like when 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 you get to the end of that movie and and Brian is gone and Paul Walker, you know, it, it's that tribute to Paul Walker. There, there's no one who has a, even a little bit of their soul who doesn't get dusty. Yeah. I, so I I really wonder if he had a lot to do with this. Well, I I don't know why he would attach his name to this. That's I yeah. that's what I don't understand. Like, is it because like you know, uh, like it's identity politics type stuff, and and he's like the go to Asian guy in Hollywood, and this is perceived as like an Asian vehicle. Um, you know, I don't know, but it was it, it's just it's to quote Ron Burgundy, it's mind boggling. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I I I mentioned I like the whole Sub Zero, yeah, uh, Scorpion thing. But that was ruined a week before the movie like came out. Why would you send? Um, so my friend Ryan has a great theory that any movie that puts out the first scene of a movie is not a good movie. And and he 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 had the balls to post that on Facebook, and like he got some crap for it. But then he came back and he said, well, my expectations were met. <laughs> <laughs> I That is a very – now, I didn't watch it. so I didn't. I didn't either. So I, I, There was no way I was going to watch it. I'm like, this is – maybe if it was like six months beforehand and I wanted to get hyped up, prop, maybe. But if it's within any type of time frame, I'm not going to watch 
an opening scene like this. A seven-minute opening scene, no less. So Which I really was enjoy- the best fight choreography in the movie. Yes, absolutely. And there was that's one thing that I love, you know, about uh, Taslam in that as Bihan. There was a menace to him. Yeah. Oh yeah. That I kept I calling him really Brad. Do you remember Malibu's <laughs> Most Wanted? Jamie Kennedy's character in that B Rad. So uh, I remember that. I didn't know yeah, that was. His I just name. I just keep referring to him as B Rad. <laughs> but I mean, there was an absolute menace about his character in that. That that was a great start for the movie, and it just almost fell off a cliff after that. So so if it would have been, um. Like the group going around and saving people from Sub Zero before the tournament starts, right? So the first mm-hmm. 20, 30 minutes is Jax or whoever going around and gathering everybody up with the help of Raiden to get them to safety. Jax sacrifices his arms in order to save Cole, whoever. Like, you know, what happens? Um, but then the tournament starts, like. You know, and I know, like, we complain a lot about this. So, like, I know I'm, I'm a, being a touch hypocritical here. Um, like, I don't know if there's going to be another Mortal Kombat movie. So, get to the tournament. Don't give me the prequel tournament. Give me the, like, give me the meal. Because I, I'll tell you, like, I've watched it twice. I'm not going to watch it again. I'm certainly not going to buy this one. Yeah. You know what I'll do? is I'll watch scenes, particularly scenes with Kano, because yeah. Kano was my absolute favorite. I mean, he just beat out. Yeah, I, I do think Kung Lao was my second favorite mm-hmm. part of the movie. Definitely second favorite part of the movie, part of character. Again, he was another character I love. Kano was not a character I used much in the Mortal Kombat Nobody game, used Kano. Like, nobody I, did. L- I love the portrayal of him in this, in this movie. I just... You know, I thought Josh Lawson was great. Oh, I am the Black the Dragon. Line. And he, I mean, he brought it. I mean, he you could tell this guy was having so much Dude, fun in this role. So, when, when, he, when he's talking about this one with the hubcap and this one playing with his anal beads, like, I mean, it was, oh, my God, it was so funny. And, and it was a, a well-developed and thought-out character that, like, I have to wonder if some of what he did because – Josh Lawson is a comedic actor. If a lot of that wasn't improv, I was thinking this. I was thinking the exact same. I didn't know he was a comedy actor, even though you talked about Superstore. Yeah, he's but great. I was he plays the same. Yeah, he's he's the the. If you guys haven't watched, he's the pharmacist in Superstore, and he is he's great. He's also in the movie The Campaign with uh, Will Ferrell and uh, oh, what the hell's that? Uh, Zach Galifianakis. Um, and he's got a little role, but he's pretty funny in that too. His name's uh, Trip Huggins. <laughs> Trip Huggins. I mean, con- uh, to be honest, considering the the type of quality of dialogue we got throughout this movie, mm-hmm. and have it juxtaposed with his with all of the Kano's lines, it seems like it was written by a different person. To be honest. Yeah. Again, that's what leads me to believe that maybe some of Kano's lines were uh, improv and not necessarily. Um written for him yeah I, I Kano just, wins <laughs> I mean I'm sure that was I mean, written he, but he delivered it perfectly yeah I will absolutely just on days when I'm just on YouTube just kind of type in 
Kano scenes from Mortal Kombat and just watch those because the movie itself, and, and again, I'll probably watch it one more time. Mm-hmm. But after that, you're right. It's like, why would I need to watch this again? Because none, there's no nostalgia, like the original Mortal Kombat, there's a level of nostalgia of watching that where okay, I'm like, this is So you're a nostalgia play here, right? Yeah. When's the last time you played Mortal Kombat? The game itself? Yeah. Uh, it's been a, few, a couple years, like okay. two or three years maybe. So, so when, when the movie came out in 96, I mean, we still had arcades that we went to. We still dumped quarters yes. into it. We had the Sega Genesis version, which I don't care what anybody says, the Sega Genesis version was the best version of Mortal Kombat 1. At, at at the very least, um, and you know, I mean, that was still in you know whichever friend didn't have the Nintendo and had the Sega Genesis, that's where we, we were going to play, right? Um, right. So it was still very much in our zeitgeist. Um, Mortal Kombat 11 came out last year to limited fanfare. I mean, Mortal Kombat X 10 came out two or three years ago to a lot of fanfare, and like to be honest. That was when they should have put out a movie. Yeah, and right. that was the last one I played. I played kind of like the, uh, I think it was like a free weekend or something like that, or well, the beta. We've played it one. here because I like on my PS3, yeah. but like you know, I mean that's been years, and you know it, it's just one of those things where like, um, you know, I bought Eleven, I played it after I watched the movie, and you know, it's like yeah, I mean, but like I also played it as RoboCop, so. <laughs> <I didn't, laughs> actually, let me rephrase that. I played as Johnny Cage for a whole bunch of it, and then I played as RoboCop. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's not the same level of IP. Cause even going back and watching Mortal Kombat Legacy, it's fun, but it doesn't resonate the same way it did when we were watching that live on YouTube as it like came out each week for both seasons. Right. Yeah. So it's, I, I want to keep it on the positive real quick because again, yeah. there, there's, a lot of stuff wrong with this but yeah going back to you know the characters and the last thing i had on you know as far as the good you know i talked about the intro scene and and that's actually no that's pretty much it Mm -hmm. as far as what i thought was the good but it was several of the characters were you know kano's my favorite kung lao's my second yeah and you know yeah, the whole Sub Zero Scorpion dynamic, especially yeah. I thought the first eight minutes of the movie were it was a perfect way to start the Mortal Kombat movie. I thought, and it was like you said, the best choreography from start yeah. to finish of any scene I, I in mean, the movie. Watching Hikari Sada uh, do the the knife on the rope thing, like I love, I love when people can do that well, um, and I don't think that was CG. Like, for the most part, I think when he was whipping around, that was really him doing it because, like, that is a skill that that these super advanced, you know, Aikido martial artists have. And it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful discipline. And, you know, you and I are both martial arts fans. Um, you know, you are actively practicing. I haven't practiced in a while. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, the for the most part i found the choreography fine um i I think they had a lot of stunt actors um in the roles and and that helped with some of that but i also think that hurt a little bit um 
And I enjoyed the look of the Temple of Light in this iteration. Yeah, that again. What did you? What were your thoughts of Outworld? Um, we're we're like when they're walking out on that ramp. Is that just like stones, or were those like guns pointed out? I couldn't tell either time I watched it. I think it's more stones. Okay, because I when I when I was watching it, you know, through somebody's re- or somebody's reaction, I saw that again. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, that actually looks like ship cannons. Yeah, I thought it was like anti aircraft guns, um, at first, but I, I I don't feel like we got to see enough of Outworld, like. You didn't have the heroes going into Outworld to save Sonya Blade this time, uh, which, again, didn't need to happen in this one. Um, I The idea of the Arcana, uh, I don't care for, but I did like seeing them get their powers turned on, and I thought the use of powers was really good. Um, mm-hmm. I did like Sonya's wrist like gauntlet blasters um, that blew the hole through Melina. Uh, that was really that was, cool, especially because it left the spine intact. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I wish there was uh, the one thing about those. I wish there was maybe a better way for them to connect how like the power they got. With yeah, why, why did they? Do I mean, like you, you got like Cole, right? Like the yeah. the he didn't fight back. Uh, or he yeah. didn't. He didn't use defense. He just like right. was all offense. So this was a way that, that it sense. could build up. It made sense. You know, Kano getting the laser beam. He's just got the free. He's a freaking Australian terrorist with a freaking laser beam. Like he's Doctor <laughs> Evil's wet dream. Um, <laughs> but like it was great. And he's like, oh, I got a laser eye. That's way better than fireballs. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah, I think I think knowing how their powers, especially Kano, Sonya, and uh, Cole, like how did that work? Why they got that one rather than it's just why they got it. They had it in the game, so they have it. Um, right. I also in in this is being one hundred percent nitpicky, so you can tell me I'm being nitpicky and 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 petty, but uh I didn't like the fact that they added characters from like two, three, four games down the line into the first movie. Yeah. And, and I know like, like especially because Cabal was like one, a great character. Um, but yeah, I just, I like, I'd been fine if he wasn't in it. <laughs> like that's the sad yeah. thing is I really like him, but I'm in like, all right, that'd be cool if he was in the second or third or, movie <laughs> or have a deep cut. Like, uh, was it Niktara? Niktara like, is a deep cut. Yeah, I I had to look. Like, her I didn't up. even know who yeah. she was, and I did do a quick search. Mortal Kombat's Josh Lawson inter- improvised a lot of Kano's one liners. Yeah, see that that I didn't even have to look that up to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Niktara is a bat winged vamp vampress who spends a long time trying to find a mysterious orb that blinds her home realm from Veternus to Outworld. The orb, however, is inaccessible to her, so she tricks Outworld investi- the Outworld investigation agency, Cyrax, into retrieving the orb and sending Reptile to attack... Okay, this is stupid. Uh, yeah, that's a character they probably should have done at all. <laughs> uh... <laughs> 
Complex in 2011, Complex named her one of the series' most underrated characters. Buffy would get her ass handed to her by this chick, is what Complex said in 2011. Um, I don't know anything about Mel Jarrison who played her, but like, I think she was kind of cute. Like, <laughs> even behind all that weird makeup. Um, but yeah, I you know it, it, it's one of those things where it's like there there was a lot this movie could have done, and there was then a lot that it just didn't do um, to really push it. Uh, let's see. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mel Jarrison has been again and again her, which is a short. Haro, which is a TV show. Pretty Boy, which is a short. Between Two Worlds, she was on 10 episodes of that, and then Mortal Kombat. So, I mean, like, honestly, they have a bunch of actors who have less than 10 credits to their careers in this movie, and it shows. Yes. So. Um, and it shows the yeah. there was a lot of inexperience behind the camera. Yeah, it was, like I, like I said, I'm shocked that James Wan put his name on this. Yeah, and I'm not sure about the experience of the script writers, so I can't really speak to them, but what you taught told me about the director, there was definitely some inexperience. I mean, and Greg Russo tweeted in February of 2019 that the film script had been completed. Uh, in May of 2019, it was announced the film had entered pre-production and would shoot in South Australia for a release date of March 5th, 2021. I don't know how COVID affected this. Um, apparently they were close to getting an NC 17 rating. Really interesting. I mean, they did say the F word a bunch, and you know how words are violence. So, <laughs> Kano was the most violent in that regard. <laughs> you threw your knife at me in my leg on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That was like the best thing. Um, that that uh, what's her name did when she just kind of shrugged there. Um. Sonia. Sonia, thank you. Jessica McNamee. When she just kind of shrugged. like, um, But again, I, I think uh, everybody looked the part. You know? Yes. Like, like, it was just very surface level correct. Um, but once you, like, scratched just, like, you didn't even have to scratch a layer off. You just had to scratch and, and like, it started to unravel. Unfortunately. But I don't know. I, here's the thing, though, is if they make another one, I'm definitely going to watch it. <laughs> Let, yeah. It, so, hey, I, wa it, I watched a Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I, there's no way. It, I won't say no way. <laughs> I highly doubt that the second one of these, if they get it to make it, yeah. will be worse than that. Yeah. I mean, this movie's been in development for d decades <laughs> at this point. And, and, and again, I love the Mortal Kombat property. I, yeah. I we talked about the nostalgia I have. I still I think it was probably sometime last year I watched the first one again. I think I, I'm trying to think if I bought it. I might bought I might have bought it on Prime. It's seven ninety nine on iTunes right now for anybody who wants to buy it. It's totally worth it. Uh, actually if you pay twelve ninety nine you can get Annihilation, but I as well. Don't uh, do it. But yeah, no, I was fine just getting the Mortal Kombat. Uh but yeah, I yeah. absolutely want to see another one and and completely 
you know, the creative team behind this, as far as the script and stuff, I, I you know, get a new creative team in here, mm-hmm. a little bit more polished, yeah. get a polished script. And maybe, again, I know maybe you get can't. James Wan to direct it. Yeah, I would be, I would be absolutely fine with Wan behind the camera. And I kind of wish it, well, not kind of, I really wish it was him behind the camera. Because I mean, even with script issues, I'm pretty sure he would have made a more. I mean, Water Black Mortal Panther Kombat-y. had script issues, but like it was still like fun to watch. Right. Yeah. So, I so, mean, Water Black Panther Jason Momoa is just having a good time. And I'm not a huge Momoa fan, but like he makes me like watching that movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I absolutely want this to succeed in a second attempt. So, hopefully, my idea is that enough people watch this, enough people well, like it better than we do, that they they see the potential and say, hey, you know, we need to clean some stuff up here. Let's give this another go. So, excuse me. It was a $55 million budget. It's made $51.1 million box office worldwide right now. And so, you know, I mean, and that's that's opening up in, like, 900 theaters. That's not bad. So I mean it, it's 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 going to win. I mean it almost got beat out by some animated movie this weekend at the box office. So um but yeah, I mean it it's it's grossed 23.3 million in the US and Canada, 27.8 in other territories. Um you know, they they don't break out other territories. I, I don't even know if this opened in China yet. Um but yeah, it says here it's opening so the largest market was Russia um outside the US that made six point one million. So for the international opening weekend, which was the week before this came out. So or two weeks. Because it opened internationally on the eighth and then Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and then the twenty wow. third in the US. So because it got pushed back because of whatever. So they did they never told us. Uh, why it got pushed back? But yeah, it was supposed to be the sixteenth or something. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a week. It was supposed to be the week before. So, um, but yeah, I mean, this was done by Juan's um, Atomic Monster Studio. You know, so yeah, I don't know. I like I said, I, I I'm interested to see more. I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a ringing endorsement. I know. All right, so. Out of 10 flawless victories, what do you give it? I give it a five. Uh, there was, again, there were some good stuff, stuff that I really, really liked. It's just, it's hard to get around the bad script and some of the, I, I would say, bad casting decisions. But there are some things that I will, even a few years down the road, remember about this movie particularly. Most most specifically Kano and yeah. and, and Kong Lao. Yeah, so. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on the five uh flawless victories. Like it's just middle of the road. It's not it's not a horrible movie. It's not it's, it's better, not annihilation. It's, it's so much better than Kong versus Godzilla. Um, you know, like let's be honest, the only one of these like early release things I've really liked was the one with Denzel, Rami Malik and of all people, Jared Leto. Wow, the, that is the true. Little monsters I, I just, or whatever. It's little, called. yeah, uh, little the little things. The little things, yeah. I mean, like that's a good movie. I watched it twice. Um, but yeah, like this one, like 
you know, you know, I might watch it again like on the last day it's available. <laughs> <laughs> when it hits like the 31 days and like, you know, goes goes away. Um yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it, right. it's yeah, yeah. this it's it sounds like we're saying, yeah, you're right. It's not terrible, but it's not good. Uh it's one of those movies that like you said, like we said, it has some it has its moments but those moments aren't enough to pull it out from the being a middling type of movie. I just wish I had more James Wan sensibility. Cause I, I like that yes. guy. I like, I like his movies. I do too. Yeah. Um, you know, he's like, you know, like Aquaman is like the least interesting movie he's done. And that made a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully you know? he gets a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> hope I'm, my my hopes honestly is for a sequel he gets more he gets his hands into the pot a little bit more yep. or a lot more yep agreed so uh all right well any uh any any last words got two words for you no i'm not going to say that no it's anything else coming on as far as streaming movies uh no but um invincible is thankfully coming to an end um small mercies jupiter's legacy kicks off soon oh may 7th yes so that's so about a week away i am i am looking forward to that i'm looking forward and i really hope i am not hit over the head with disappointment like invincible is done so yeah we'll get to that next week yes I, so. I ha- as I tell you in, in text, I have thoughts. <laughs> well, I, I, I sent you a very like wordy text over the span of three texts. Actually, it was yeah. one word or th- one word in each of them. <laughs> I in- hate Invincible. <laughs> I think I put Amazon Prime Invincible because. We, you know, yeah. Well, you know. no, this show that Amazon oh, is yeah. calling it. The show that Amazon calls Invincible. Um, yeah, uh, I think Seth Rogen joins that I'm going to kick him in the taint if I ever beat him category now. <laughs> I mean, Evan Goldberg was already there, but like Seth Rogen, who I actually liked his, uh, his, I like his comedy. Um, yeah. The American Pickle movie that he did is fantastic. Still haven't finished. It's fantastic. So, all right. Uh, on that note thank you all for for listening and checking this out we'll be back on sunday with a new episode um while you're at it if you like our special brand of nonsense uh give us a five-star review on yeah apple podcast or spotify or just head over to our website and click on the pod chaser app um if you don't use either of those services that would be great and check us out on youtube actually subscribe on youtube and like and click the notification bell we are uh we keep saying we're gonna do more on youtube and i I think with summer coming it's about time so all right yeah i I have thoughts yeah definitely all right any last words nope hope everyone has a nice and tidy day and again if hope hopefully some of you all like this more than we did yeah if you like great. it please let me know um i'm not gonna bash anybody who likes this because now you, you know how i feel like if, if would you like something that i don't like i'm genuinely happy for you yeah 
Yeah, there, there, there's only uh, a few things that I will fight somebody with if they say they like it, but you know, yeah, the not last, this. The Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. Hopefully, everyone has a great night. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> Fatality. Peace out.